Blog Talk Radio. You love uploading video to the web, but you can't stand those pesky ads that come with it? Well, go to blazingryradio.com and click on the banner for Vimeo. Vimeo loves your videos. Save and share your videos in beautiful HD with no disruptive ads. As a basic member, you can upload up to 500 megabytes of video per week for free. As a plus member, you can upload up to 5 gigs of video per week. And that is $59.95 per year. And if you want to go pro, you can upload up to 20 gigs of video per week for only $199 per year, billed annually. So, go ahead on over to BlazingRyeRadio.com, click on the banner for Vimeo, and get to uploading. Thank you for listening. BlazingRyeRadio.com The great city playboys They're always around To help build your hope up Then help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing Worth singing about everyone. It is your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye. Uh, you're checking in to Blazing Rye backstage, and uh, I welcome you all to the program. Uh, what I'm attempting to do right now is locate uh, Jonathan Weeks, my uh, my co my co chair, my co host, the Richter to my O'Brien, the uh, McMahon to my Carson, the um, Sade, if you will. And I pray you will to my battering wah. Where the hell is this mother sucker? Listen, listen. Let me see if I have a song I can play you all while we uh, find this mother sucker. Um, I'm going to play 2,799 by the Benjis. And I'm hoping to be right back with my co-host. Stay tuned. It's a disaster.
<laughs> and I'd like to welcome the Sade to my batter-in-law, Mrs. Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan, how are you? Oh, my God. What's up, mate? Hey! Oh, no. hey,
Now I'm back to 40 pounds from my goal. How the fuck did that happen? God, what, how did that happen? How, how long did that take to uh, get to 40 pounds? What happened? Well, I really think that I was okay at the beginning of November, like the end of October. I probably gained some weight, but I wasn't like, uh, yeah, I wasn't almost back to where I started. I'm not back to where I started, but I'm almost back to where I started. And now it's it's a whole thing. I'm ashamed of my race, and I hate everyone. Uh, and well, well, wait a minute, is, is it the holidays that that did this, or is it like, or uh, you're probably more in shape than you know than you were before? It's just. Uh, it's muscle now, correct? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Um, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So now I gotta, you know, it's it's not like I'm starting all over again, but I gotta, I gotta, uh, it's, you know, I'll get to my goal eventually, uh, but it's gonna take longer than I thought, and uh, I don't know, man. I just have to have this uh, the Rocky theme constantly playing in my head, or, or what? What song would you recommend? Constantly playing Ooh. in my head. Ooh, I like. Uh, yeah, you're right. I like uh, "I Am the Tiger." I am the tiger. Can I be honest with you, though? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. Uh, Big Ryan was always the better Ryan. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you on that one. I always like mean... Big Ryan more. You mean when I'm depressed, it's more fun for you. Yeah. When you're up, depressed, man. the downtrodden is, is the better Ryan, I think. Uh, <laughs> um, well, thank you kind of for saying that, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not... I'm not gonna go order order any of Vanessa's dumps tonight or anything like that. <laughs> that was the so, day. <laughs> well, Damonay's was remodeling the, the one down on the next block away was uh, remodeling last week, and I thought it was closing down, and I was like, "Oh shit!" But then they uh, they just reopened, and it has like a wooden floor or something. I don't know why. You know why do they need to redo a, a Damonay's? It's not like people are sitting down and eating in there. I know. There's a lot. There's this big craze with the wooden floors, like you said, and vaulted ceilings. There's something about vaulted ceilings that I've never seen what before, but every restaurant has them now. It's ridiculous. What are Balkan ceilings? Well, like uh, vaulted ceilings. It's like, it looks like they tiled the ceiling a little bit. They're like very stylish. It looks like mm-hmm. uh, they almost put like a floor in the ceiling. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that sounds awful. Are you, it it makes does you feel sound like... awful, doesn't it? it yeah, terrible. When you're, when you're laying down to bed, you want to you want to get up and and walk upside down is what I'm thinking. That's exactly right. It's like Ghostbusters or something. It's like walking on the stairs but getting up. You know? Yes. Or <laughs> the sound of music. Um, I am uh, now going to read uh, Tom Fo- Tom Fogarty's, uh, one of his statuses in The Voice of Your Choice, John Weeks. The Voice of Your Choice. Oh, I like that. The Voice of My Choice. How yes, about Patrick Stewart? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Did, oh, did we do this one? I think we did, didn't we? No, we, I don't think we ever did this one. I don't know. Don, Sir I think... Patrick Stewart. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> Captain's log. December 16th, 2014. <laughs> Interesting, the Annie is getting some early awards consideration. Maybe they are doing the right thing and not over-hyping it and the ads certainly do that looking forward to it and sure hope hope sure hope hope hope. (laughs) miss wallace miss wallace is the real deal is the real deal like she started and i'll do one more because that was uh got messy uh uh okay so tom fogarty just posted this he he shared blazing right backstage link and he says Captain's log, star date, December 16th, 2014. We ain't done this in a minute. Another irreverent evening with the minds. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo, bravo. Uh, I, I was listening to Gilbert Gottfried's podcast again. It was the episode with Weird Al Yankovic. Have you heard of this guy? Yeah, I, I've heard of this gentleman, yes. Yes, and uh, Gil, Gilbert, at the end of the episode, he I, he loses his mind a little bit, kind of like Alan Thicke, and I think, and he goes, he goes, uh, this is Gilbert Godfrey. This has been Gilbert Godfrey's amazing, colossal podcast. I know. I know what it is. Don't you think I... It's very funny. <laughs> I think I'm going to surprise Fogarty with that later and use it as the theme for uh, Jack Off. <laughs> it sounds like the theme to Fogarty's life. you're right so what okay so the holidays so to answer your question i I think it was a combination of i guess i was a little more stressed out than usual the month of november uh stressed out at work um and the uh and then and then yeah thanksgiving didn't help and and i guess uh this month it's like I'm just constantly thinking, like, all right, if I start, you know, start today on, you know, recharge today, reignite my streak today, um, regain traction, well, Christmas is coming up, and, I, you know, I, I keep thinking I'm going to fuck it up then. So I'm really trying hard, you know, to stay on point, write down everything that I'm consuming, uh, get to the gym five times a week, which is what I was doing early in the year, and, uh, you know, just uh, just keep moving forward, making a list of things that I can do instead of overeating, uh, you know, uh, listening to records being one of them, buying a record is one of them. Like, uh, that was one of the things early on was uh, after I got the record player, well, now, you know, instead of going and rewarding myself with a food treat, I'll go reward myself with, with the record that I, I want. You know what I mean? Right. How about your walking schedule? Are you, are you finding yourself walking less or same or you were before? Um, about the same as I was before. Okay, okay. I, I, I think it does have to do with the holidays then. I think you have too many friends. I think the, the exponentially when you have more friends, the bigger you get. But, you know... <laughs> 
So you're saying if I get fatter, I'll have more friends. I think so. That's my that's my hypothesis. Are you saying people that, tend to be jollier people? Are you saying I'm resorbing the friends that I meet into my body to become an obese version of everybody that I know? Exactly. That's based on your social activities. Yes, I, I believe. I strongly believe that's a psychological uh, you know, uh, theory. I think it was by Freud that he actually <laughs> actually a legit theory. <laughs> Maybe by Lloyd the Barber from the Andy Griffiths show, babe. So what are you doing Lloyd for the holidays? Dumb and dumber. Yeah, that too. What what are you doing for for Christmas? Christmas. Uh, I'm going back. I think I have two days off. Well, President, we have a second day off, which is uh, unusual. But um, so that's wow. Nice. And, uh, yeah. I know. It is nice. <laughs> it, it's nice. I gotta say, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And, uh, I have, yeah, I have never back. heard a kind word about our pre- wonderful president from you until <laughs> until he gave you a day off. Congratulations! I, I know it's that selfish. Yeah, I, I know, I know. It's a good lad, a good lad. Um, but it's good, yeah. It's good. You need those days off. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it does. Yeah, and, uh, I'll be back at the Elm for those those days. I'll be back at least four days. Okay. How about you? Nah, I'm gonna be in Florida, bro. Oh, Florida! Uh, good for you. Good. That'll be fun. That'll be nice. Beautiful weather down there. So good. I hate. I hate Florida. It'll be nice to see my dad and Luann and stuff, but I, I, I know her family. But um, Florida is my least favorite place aside from. Well, it used to be my least favorite place aside from L.A. Now I kind of have this weird kind of. I kind of love L.A. in a way. Um, but I wouldn't want to live there. Uh, but, uh, you know, Florida is just, uh, have you been to Florida? It is, uh, hell on earth. Listen, I, I've been to Jacksonville recently. I haven't been to Florida itself, you know, kind of like Orlando that in a long time. I, you know, my impressions of Florida were not good. My yeah. sister loved Florida because, uh, there's always the cheap, uh, family destination, you know, vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I cannot ever consider myself living in Florida. I thought it was like the awful California <laughs> excuse for, uh, you know, kind of going to sunny weather, but people mm-hmm. were, were even safer down there. It was even more plastic really? in Florida than it was in California. So, right. uh, I hated it. It was phony. It was phony baloney. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. No, no. Nightmare. Um, so I'm guessing that since I won't be in the Elm, that you're just, you're probably, you'll maybe never see the mains again. Oh. <laughs> I've been bad with the mains, I know. I, I'll i be there either, okay, either Christmas or New Year's, I'll be back at both times. So, you know, I'll make sure to see the mains. I did an awful job of it last time. The mains are great kids. I will see it. And it was it was it wasn't even me who brought up seeing the main. John Murphy was the one who you know reached out and asked me if I was going to hang out, and I was surprised. You know, I was. Then you're I talking go, about so. talking about Thanksgiving, when yeah. Thanksgiving uh, yeah break there yeah 
Yeah, he contacted me like a week before that. I, I don't think I've ever had a friend even do that. Most of my friends are like the day before. Let's hang out. Yeah. I was impressed. But yeah, then I didn't hang out, so. <laughs> well, I went to dinner with uh, for uh, Justin McElroy's 30th birthday last week, and uh, I was asking Julian... When the hell are these photos from John's wedding going to be put on the website? And he's like, Ryan, I like gave up on that. And so I texted John because it's been since July, right? So it was July 30th or something, or July yeah. 13th, 13th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I texted John where are these photos at, and he said they're coming. Lol, how you be? And I I didn't fucking respond to that. Fuck that. Sh- no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, I, I I do need to respond to him. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, the whole photographer situation there is, it's still dramatic. Apparently, remember those guys at John's wedding who were the other photographers and they got, they had to leave because they couldn't photograph the same stuff as the other photographers. Well, apparently they allegedly stole some of the other photographers shit, which I didn't realize oh until recently. Yeah. So the whole photography thing is crazy and it's been a long time. And I don't know where these photos. I really want to see the photos of the cigars, you know, where the, the groomsmen have the, the the big brown dicks in their mouths. Yeah, you know, I saw that picture of you guys. Uh, that was a nice little uh, groom's party right there. That was a nice little cozy party. I can't believe it's been over a year. Isn't that ridiculous? It hasn't been over a year. Wait <laughs> what? a minute. Is it July 2013 that it was, or July 2014? 2014, you psychopath. Oh, my God. I fell into a vortex. I feel like you are <laughs> in a DeLorean as we speak. <laughs> but it, it feels long ago. It wasn't that long ago, actually. Wow. Okay, that's not bad. Not as old as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, though, it, it yeah. feels like... Justin McElroy, it doesn't it feel like he should be 40 years old? For some reason, it feels like he should be much older. I don't know. <laughs> why, why do you say that, John Wee? <laughs> I don't know. It feels like he should be 30. 30 is too young for him. Uh, it feels like <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, he... Uh, uh, so... To clarify what was going on um, last week for his birthday, uh, it um, he wanted to go to dinner with me and Lundy and uh, Julian. Now, do, do you know that Julian currently lives on Justin's couch and has been for a long time? I had no idea. Are you serious? I thought Julian had his own place. Is he still working at the exchange? Yeah, he's still working at Armani. Okay, good, good for him. Retail. Hashtag. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, Lundy suggests this place called Harlow NYC because he works there and he does, like, event planning for this particular restaurant. And I looked up, up the menu and it was insanely expensive. So, I texted Lundy the oh. day of saying... How much realistically do you think I'm going to be spending tonight? And then he said thirty, and I knew that was bullshit. And then he said uh, forty, and I still thought that was bullshit. So, um, 
So we get there. It's a very fancy, swanky restaurant next to a hotel. There's gorgeous women there. It's straight out of like a like Kim Kardashian's world, except attractive. And um, <laughs> and and like it was just this beautiful uh, uh, dining room next to a lounge and bar and stuff. And so we're uh, uh, you know Lundy had actually quit drinking. Um, three weeks prior to this night, uh, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I wish him the best. And then I, of course, about uh, 11 months ago. And, um, Congratulations. Almost a year. That's ridiculous. Thank you. Thank you. It is will he be, following it, your suit? That's ridiculous. Is he what? Is he following your suit, like your, your, your path here? I mean, I don't have a lot of friends who are trying to quit drinking. I mean, this is unusual. I don't think so because I think he's uh he's still uh smoking the reefer and stuff. So I think he just gave up the one uh thing cuz cuz it it is counterproductive to what he needs to do I guess whereas he finds the the weed is not so. But I meet a okay. lot of guys. I meet a lot of guys who ha- now who had a, a pot addiction as well. People often say that it's not addictive or whatever, but I I meet a lot of guys who who had a real problem. I meet a lot of guys Oh, is it uh, relatable to uh, you know the recent kind of wave of legalization of pot, or is it just like always I, been a problem? Yeah, I doubt it. I because most of them quit before uh, before it became legal. Um, anyway, not not that I'm saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying uh, I'm just saying some people can get addicted to it. I'm not saying it's the case in his case, but he uh, so he quit. So the only ones drinking were Justin and Julian, um, and uh, Julian was late, of course. Uh, and we joked around about it when he got there. He, he goes, this is pretty good for me. And I was like, yeah, I'm impressed. And he was like only a half hour late or something, maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> um, but uh, we, so we're, we're all looking at the menus and trying to figure out appetizers. And then Lundy's like, don't worry about the appetizers. Uh, they're just going to bring out like a sampling of each. So, Lundy gave us the impression that the appetizers were all going to be on the house. Um, And then only about half of them were. So so had we known that, we wouldn't have even, you know, we didn't ask for any of that shit. We wouldn't have even, you know, we didn't order it. And then we got charged for half of it. Um, But the food was pretty uh, astounding. um, And... Then uh the main the main course was good. I had I had the salmon and um Justin and, and Londy had the ribeye and Julian had the um benzino. Now <laughs> I think it's called Branzino, but I kept calling it Benzino. Uh and then I was like, I don't wanna be like this. I don't really wanna hurt no feelings, but I'm only being real when I say nobody wants to hear the grandfather rap. Nope. Um, and so we're before the food comes. Uh, I think as the appetizers were there before the entrees come. Uh, we were talking about GPSs. Uh, are you familiar with these the GPS devices? I'm pretty familiar. Yes, the the Garmin the. Yeah, you know the the excellent devices that provide us directions to and fro, without which I would probably die. Right. Well, I was using um, one night in the West Village, which is already a confusing area. 
I was I accidentally had open both Apple Maps and Google Maps, and it was sending me in all different fucking directions. It was like turn left on Thompson, then take a right on Bleecker, then take a left on Bleecker, right on Thompson. And I was like, I thought my head was gonna explode because I had the both of them going at the same time. Um, but Lundy was saying that. He was using a GPS in a car, and he said, and then I listened to the GPS, and I wound up all the way at some fucking fruit stand in the middle of nowhere, so then I had to get some peaches and strawberries, and I I go, did you really have to stop and buy fruit there? And he goes, I needed it for nourishment. I didn't know if I was ever going to get out of there. And, uh, And then Justin interrupts everything. And goes, yeah, I'm telling you, buddy, like, you're the kind of guy who's like, like, there's, like, Lundy is going to say we're, like, stranded in the uh, Sahara Nevada desert, and Lundy's going to be there with a bag of tomatoes. He's just going to be there and, like, a bag of tomatoes for survival. And, and like, at first, I was I was kind of pissed off at, at the story because it wasn't going anywhere, but then I just started cracking up. And, and like, no one knew what the hell he was talking about, including him. And then about, like, five minutes later, we're talking about something completely different. And I, I point to Lundy, and I go, you know what, Lundy? You're the kind of guy who, in the Nevada desert, is going to have a bag full of tomatoes. And then, like, everyone started cracking up. And then Julian calls it back about ten minutes later about the tomatoes. But what do you think that meant, John Weeks? I have no idea. This sounds very strange. You would you would have a bag of tomatoes in, in the desert? Yeah, like why is that your survival? To at least a dildo or something. Well, I, I may be you're extremely resourceful, but in the oddest of ways. That you would have food and fruit to subsist on, but it would be a tomato. Who would want a tomato in the right. desert? Right, like, why tomatoes? What? Where did he even get that? And why did he say Sahara Nevada Desert? Isn't the Sahara in Africa? It ain't in Vegas. Uh, this is the most ridiculous comment I've ever heard. It's, it's, it's amazing in a way. And in a way, I do agree with it. <laughs> Guess what time it is, though? Oh, Come and get it. 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 I'm in the Sahara Nevada desert. You're right about that one, Tommy boy. Tom Fogarty, you know who we were talking about just now? You know him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you make of that comment about the tomatoes in Lundy and the Sahara Nevada? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Where are you right now? I don't know. 
So come on, Tommy boy. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a motel. Mm. In, oh, Fredericksburg, Fredericksburg, Virginia. in where? In Fredericksburg, Virginia. Ooh. Yeah, aren't you aren't you from around there? Uh well I went to high school here, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. But before before Fredericksburg, where did you where did you grow up before high school? Uh Florida. Florida. Oh Florida. I had no idea. Florida. I'm sorry, Tommy. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm also, I'm also contemplating that dildo usage in the desert. <laughs> I mean, wish I, had, I wish I had one now. Yeah, at least do something productive, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, one time my coworker put a butt plug right on my desk at one of my old jobs. Close. <laughs> um. I, I, you know, you gotta, I, I, you gotta clean it with the liquid, the dish soap and stuff. I got sick of it. Anyway, yeah. um, Top Burgundy. You got a dishwasher? <laughs> no, nah, I had no dishwasher to put my butt plug in. Ain't you got no dishwasher? No, no dishwasher. No, you need to put it in a little steamer. A steamer? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And who, who do you have for us tonight for the Hot Mess Awards? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the first one, and I'm, I just don't, it just never seems to stop, this mm. Bill Cosby crap. Ooh. I love how the latest headlines, and I think this is all sensational, that the Los Angeles DA rejects sexual assault case. And that sounds, you know, like it's totally in his favor. But the reason they reject it is statute of motherfucking limitations. All this shit happened like 20, 30, 40 years ago. Right. So that's why they can't do anything about it. You know, and then you've got his wife, Camille, out there, like, saying, well, uh, the press gets things wrong all the time, and they never have to renege on anything. And I said, renege? Joe, no, you didn't. You know, that is the proper pronunciation, the way that you just said it, even though it sounds racist. I always would say yeah. ren- renege, but the way you said it, I learned, is the proper pronunciation. Yes, it is. Let's Ooh. move swiftly to your next hot mess. Who have you got for us? Uh, my next one has got to be this douchebag... NASCAR driver, Kurt Busch. Do you follow oh. any of this? No. John Weeks. Well, well, you know he's known for picking fights, for getting in fights, for actually ramming people while they're racing. This Ooh. guy's like just a, a regular a-hole. Well, anyway, his ex-girlfriend has claimed that he beat her up, and so she has a restraining <laughs> order out against him. But then uh-huh. what he does is he goes and he digs up this video of her, like, firing her... AKK at a firing range <laughs> and calling herself Commando Mom. So he's like saying, well, she could take care of herself. It's like, really? You want to go toe-to-toe with this bitch? Ooh. Yeah, this guy's like a jerk. I mean, the, the, the video's posted, and this is his lawyer doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
<laughs> and who is your final hot mess, sire? Final hot mess, and I think you're going to like this one because I think you've always been a fan. Oh, this God. This video, the, the cover of Women's Health magazine, is Brittany. And apparently it caused a stir because people were saying, well, she's had all this work done. No, mm-hmm. actually, she just finally found a really good makeup person who contoured mm-hmm. her face to like look like something other than uh, a white trash train wreck. <laughs> and Sydney <laughs> bitch, and she's pretty stunning. There's still no one home there, but you know, at least the <laughs> furniture looks good. <laughs> they have uh, they have uh, videos on the covers of magazines now. No, oh. they but but they they video every shoot. Oh yeah. You know, every, like fashion shoot anymore. Sure. So sure. they pulled out the video and they've posted it now on the Women's Health magazine website to show that no, that really is her face. And, you know, they didn't airbrush it. They didn't do anything. She looks exactly like that in the video. And that, that you can't, unless you, like, you know, go to fucking Steven Spielberg and GI <laughs> that, IG that shit, you know. <laughs> it's been a, you know, Brittany is one of these uh, ladies. That uh, a mission, a, a goal in my life has always been to bang Britney Spears, even now. Ooh. <laughs> but she ain't got the right equipment, from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, lady, I can deal with her equipment or his equipment, but I can't deal with Shim's equipment. That's not nice. <laughs> Ooh, I could deal with any equipment right about now. <laughs> uh, all right, we will be right back with jokes. I'm gonna pee. If I'm not back in time, uh, all hell will break loose. Here. Hell yeah. Hey, looking for the right deals to spice up your love life? Well, look no further than BlazingRyeRadio.com. Click on the banners for AdamEveToys.com. Once you're there, you'll find vibrators, dildos, women's sex toys, men's sex toys, male masturbators, anal sex toys, kinky bondage, strap-ons, and a few of these featured products at the moment. You got Adam's Extension, a pleasure enhancer, A&E Vibrating Silver Bullet 2.0, and the Adam and Eve Ball Buzzer Penis Ring. Just go to blazingryeradio.com. Click on the banners for Adam Eve Toys, and you'll find a good head kit for him, oral sex essentials kit, Adam and Eve deep throat gel, and passion packs for couples. Trust me, you and your partner will be getting busy in no time. BlazingRyeRadio.com All I for Christmas is a penis ball ring. A penis ball ring, a penis ball ring. All I want for Christmas is a penis ball ring, so I can wish you merry. Oh shit! <laughs> what? What was that? That was the best Christmas carol I've ever heard. <laughs> what happened? Huh? Tommy Boy was singing some Christmas carols. Something about ball buzzers. All I want for Christmas is a penis ball ring, a penis <laughs> ball ring, a penis ball ring. All I want for Christmas is a penis ball ring, and I can wish you merry. Oh shit! <laughs> One of the first uh, boys I ever uh, hooked up with, 
he had one of those cock rings, and I wound up getting the clap. Ooh. I don't think you Look got a clap from the ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, what? Well, you're not ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I never saw that fucking dickhead again. Okay, so um, uh, 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 we are going to uh, open up the joke bag. Is everyone lubed up and ready to go? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. I see the production values have really gone up in the last month. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm ready when you are, Weeks. I'm all lubed up. I'm lubed up and ready to go. Here I go. Okay. While doing his new Broadway play, The Elephant Mine, after Bradley Cooper has been riding the subway just like the average New Yorker, He's also begun masturbating in the corner and jacking off in the trash. Ah, God. Ah. I guess you didn't get my correction on that joke. Oh, no. What? Oh. I did. I did. <laughs> Tom Fogarty, can you, can you retell that joke with the correction made? Oh. I believe so. Okay. Oh, well, there it is. While doing his new Broadway play, The Elephant Man, actor Bradley Cooper has been riding the subway just like the average New Yorker. He's also begun masturbating in the corner and jacking off in the trash. That's the same one. I found it. I found it. While doing his new Broadway play, The Elephant Man, after Bradley Cooper's riding the subway, just like the average New Yorker, he's also begun masturbating in the corner and jacking off to the track. Oh, my God. What is going on? No! I got it. I got it. I got it. While doing his new Broadway play, The Elephant Man, after Bradley Cooper has been riding the subway just like the average New Yorker, he's also begun masturbating in the corner and shitting in garbage cans. There you go. There you go. Damn it, Weeks. <laughs> Righty then. Porn company, Porn company Vivid Entertainment has reportedly offered Mama June from Honey Boo Boo $1 million to star in an adult film. Said everybody, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't I believe that's true. Is that true? That's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know where this voice came from, but I'm really <laughs> liking Mama June does beaver shooting. Oh. <laughs> There's a big, like, um, the term B, BBW, Big Beautiful Women. There's a big uh, call for that oh, in porn. God. But yeah. she ain't oh, beautiful. No. Yeah. Bring back net neutrality. <laughs> <laughs> she'd be in my. She'd be filed in my section for 
for people who like a roof over their head. <laughs> what? I don't know what that even means. She could rest that belly of hers on the guy's head as he's going down on her. <laughs> <laughs> All those rolls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, doing his new Broadway play, The Elsa Play. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. The Associated Press released a list of the weirdest museums in America this week. Among them are the Moist Towelette Museum in Michigan and the Toilet Seat Art Museum in Texas. To the chagrin of my roommates, I make toilet seat art every night. <laughs> <laughs> The South Dakota Office of Highway Safety had to pull an ad this week whose slogan was Don't Jerk and Drive because of its obvious allusion to masturbation. Most people had the same response. South Dakota has a highway? Drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that one out. A federal appeals court has upheld the law stating that porn actors in Los Angeles County must wear condoms while filming adult movies. God damn it, said Jonathan Weeks. Damn it. (laughs) This sucks. (laughs) (laughs) An 11-year-old Arkansas girl stole $10,000 from her grandmother and hailed a cab in order to get from Little Rock to Florida to visit a 16-year-old boy she had been chatting with online. Florida! I can't even <laughs> get a cab driver to take me from Union Square to Williamsburg. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, you got to be 11 years old in Little Rock and flashing $10,000. Ooh. You can get a ride. How did that cab driver, like, not get arrested for taking this minor cross-state lines? <laughs> right about that one, common boy. <laughs> she swore she was 18. Oh, okay. 30,000 people bought actual bull feces from the company that makes the popular game Cards Against Humanity. Though they were warned, many were furious and complained, saying... This is bullshit, at which point the customer service reps said they were being hilarious. <laughs> you know, because it's actual, actual bullshit. Ah. A Dutchman rented a crane mm. over the weekend, planning to descend in front of his girlfriend's bedroom window first thing Saturday morning, play her a song, and ask her to marry him. Instead, the crane toppled over, <laughs> smashing a massive hole in the neighbor's roof. <laughs> oh, yeah, honey. This one's a fucking keeper. I mean, he's going to call himself fix to get up in that crane, and then he's going to call him up. <laughs> Just to smash up at a motherfucker's roof, child. 
the chances are increased for getting HIV is that there's blood being passed from back and yeah. forth, you know? So it's funny. It's like, so calling it a tampon, even if you're supposed to wear it any time, it's just weird to me that they would call it an HIV-preventing tampon. It's strange. Yeah. Anyway, it, I wish there was, it's, it's, it's difficult to talk about these things when there's not a woman on the air, you know what I mean? I always feel slightly like like a jerk having comments about, you know, I, <laughs> okay, so anyway, yeah, but that's that's interesting. <laughs> Tom Fogarty, did you learn oh, anything from God. that? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let's close up the old jerk off joke off here. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. Sweet Jesus. Sire Tom Fogarty, safe travels. When are you back in New York, Seattle? Mayama, Mayama is good enough for me. Allah. We're oh. looking forward to a safe and, and happy return. That's yes, right. I am. Yes. I'm looking forward to motorboating. <laughs> <laughs> Are you motorboating the tits or the butt ass? I'll never tell. <laughs> I'll never tell. It could be some nuts for all you know. I was just oh, thinking, maybe. These, these maybe. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Tommy. Bye, mate. Good night, Bubbles. Good night, Bubbles. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, hey, do you have a holiday party at work? Actually, yeah, we do. It's like they call it like a potluck, so we'll have it on Thursday, I believe. Yeah. Oh, and it's in your orifice, right? Yeah, in my orifice. In my orifice, yes. And it's. I remember last year thinking that was a very lame-sounding holiday party. Is it lame? It, it it sounds pretty massive, and it's probably pretty lame because it's during work, so it's not. It's like a lunch, you know. You drop in and you pick something up, that kind of thing. It's during lunch. Not- That's horrible. It, it is. It really is. You know, it's uh, one of the things I've missed about, you know, or not missed, but, uh, you know, I've missed out on working for private, you know, the, the fun holiday parties. I want to go. Yeah. I want to have a party. Well, well, no, you're, you're lucky because uh, <laughs> I, you know, at the at the law firm that I was at the last four years, uh, three of those years I would go to the holiday party at um, this beautiful venue, Capital. And, oh wow! Uh, it was always a great time. I always got wasted. And the last year, um, the day that uh, I, I had, it was one of the many times I tried to quit drinking. And the day that of our holiday party last year, um, our boss gave us uh, just uh, like this ridiculous project to do towards the end of the day. And I started oh. saying. This is making me not want to not drink tonight. And and in that, saying that, later my colleague Jack, Jack Dutch, uh, Easter Island, uh, silent serial killer, silent assassin, uh, Jack, he said, he said at the party, and he was actually like lively at the party, and he wasn't like a, it didn't seem like a serial killer. Um, 
at at the party he and he was doing shots and stuff. He was like, he was like, I knew that you were gonna drink as soon as you started saying this makes me not want to not drink anymore. I knew it, and he was right, and I got wasted. And then we wound up at this bar. I told you last year we wound up at this this Swedish bar towards the end of the night because my colleague uh, Desi Adorn had us go there. And um, huge Weeks fan, by the way, Desi Adorn is massive John Weeks fan. Really, I, I like it, Desi already. Oh my god! Yeah, hey, yeah, Desi. <laughs> and she said, she 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 took us. She was like hammered and and wanting us to go to Alphabet Lounge in Alphabet City to dance, I guess. So we go over there, and uh, it was closed. So we wound up going to this fucking Swedish bar. Uh, next to it, and it was like my supervisor and Desi Adorn, and it was just a bizarre crowd at the end of the night, and somehow I got roped into it, cause, probably because I'm friends with Desi. It was very awkward, and um, and I remember not having a lot of cash on me. I had to get cash out, I think, of some ATM, um, and it was, uh, was it Swedish, or maybe it was Belgian? Do you say Belgian or Belch? I, I like Belch more than the Belch. Yeah, it was a, Belgian, maybe it was a Belgian. Yeah, a Belchian bar, and the uh, the the you know the the guys they had on they looked very uh, Norwegian or whatever, however you would say Scandinavian. <laughs> uh, I think I'm offending just a whole slew of of nationalities right now. It, it, uh, you're just pissing off the whole Scandinavian theory. <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's all right. Yeah, because I only ever had one listener in Norway, and she's a girl, and I'm only talking about the guys. Um, so, uh, uh, so th- what I remember is it being just such a random thing, and we had to get up in a couple hours for work, and like, what the hell were we doing there? And like, it was, I did not want to go, but it, like Desi kind of made me go, and then, uh, and then I'm sitting there, and then. All of a sudden, over the and keep in mind, it's a bunch of blonde, you know, uh, Scandinavian dudes running the place. All of a sudden, I hear, "I just want to marry the pussy, marry the pussy. I just want to marry the pussy." And it was a song off of R. Kelly's album that had just come out at the time, "Black Panties," and it was not even a single or anything. And it came on in this Belgian bar, and at that point, that kind of made the trip worth it. It, it does it. It does it away, right? That's your boy. You yeah. hear this song? You never think it would come up in a Scandinavian bar, right? What, what's going on? <laughs> R. Kelly? Yeah. He, he's universal, baby. He's universal. Yes, he's the one and only R and B superstar. He really is. I don't know anyone else who compares. Maybe Chris maybe Brown. Uh, Chris Brown, Usher, kind of. You know, uh, probably Usher. Maybe is the. Uh, or right. Maybe Mary Mary J. Blige maybe is the closest thing. I don't know. MJ, MJ Blige. Yeah, MJB. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has a new album out. Um, but I'll tell you, over the weekend when I was listening to records, um, uh, I, I put on the new uh, the, the Sam Smith record, and boy, that, I've just had that on repeat ever ever since. And to, you know, to have a record on repeat means actually getting up from your chair. And flipping over the record, putting it to side A, and putting a needle on it just so that it starts at the top of the record. And then you sit back down, and you fuss around, and then you got to get back up, and then flip over the record to side B, put the needle on it, and try to get it you know, right at the beginning, which I'm not very good at. 
and uh, and and, uh, and and then there, you know, you listen to it to the end. But it's it's it, like, wow, man, that was a good Saturday night. It, you know, it was like I didn't. All I did that day was I went to the gym, I went to the protests, and took some some videos, some photos of the uh, um, the Eric Garner, uh, Mike, Michael Brown protests, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, went to the gym, and then I went, you know, uh, went home and listened because I had guy had bought the records that day, Sam Smith and Arctic Monkeys. Uh, oh, yes, and great uh, band, great band, great band, and I bought it mainly for that one song, that Arctic Monkeys song that goes, and it uh, uh that part of the record is very crackly and skippy and stuff and i think the the one part that i needed it for doesn't work very well but you know i guess that's the that's the risk with records i guess that's right and you 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 it sounds like you're putting that work in that work in just to repeat it it makes them you appreciate the music even more though i think you know and uh arctic monkey is a good band you know oh, i great. saw their uh European, I believe it was European Music Awards uh, acceptance speech. It was the most badass thing I ever saw in my life. Really, what uh, they do? You know, it was it was funny. It was like he came up, he had a real rock attitude. He was like, you know, thank you. He was like, I'll tell you, rock and roll it never dies. It may fade away, but it'll come right back, sleeking over the oil and the mud, and it'll find its way back. Thank you. It was, like a, it was like a really great ode to rock and roll. It was very like rock and roll kicks ass. It will never die kind of thing. You know, you want to hear that because you know, you always think rock and roll is gone, but mm-hmm. it was good to hear. Wow, that's that's awesome. Was it the lead singer Alex, the young looking lead singer? Yes, yes, it was the lead singer. He has a real attitude. Actually, it was really kind of humorous to watch. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he's, I, I wish him much success. I, I, I've been around for a long time though, right? How long do you think? You know, to, to me, I, I remember hearing about the Arctic Monkeys like a decade ago. That's okay. True? Yeah, that's fine. I think I think that is true. But like I told you last year, uh, we been, may as well have just played a repeat tonight because I'm telling you all the same shit as we went over before. But uh, the, oh. like I told you last year, B Marsh one time was like, it's amazing how Arctic Monkeys still stays relevant after all these years. And I said, what the fuck are you talking about? They're like a young band. And he said... Weren't they around in like the the sixties and seventies? And I was like, no, the kid's like twenty five, twenty six, seven years old. He's younger than I am. <laughs> yeah, like what the hell was he thinking? Maybe because they have like sometimes they have kind of a Beatles. They definitely have a Beatles influence to them. Right. But who? Yeah, doesn't? they do. Yeah, yeah. Even like a kind of a Rolling Stones attitude. Influence. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. It's, uh, yeah, I, they feel like they've been around for a long time, but 60s and 70s is ridiculous. I mean, they, <laughs> obviously, few marks has never even seen a picture of them. That's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm dreading my holiday party this year because, first off, it's, it's going to be at a sports bar. Apparently, it's a very fancy sports bar, but still... You know, I'm used Ooh. to Capital. I'm used to this swanky night. Um, right. Also dreading it because I no longer drink. And well, 
I uh, and you know it's 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 gonna be very awkward. Like, what am I gonna? Who am I gonna talk to? I'm gonna, you know, I I don't I I think hardly anyone from my department is going except maybe my supervisor. What am I gonna do? Just tag along with him the whole time? It's gonna be very very awkward. <laughs> you know me, I live for those awkward situations. So this is really going to be an amazing time for you. It, 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 it's gonna be fun. It's you know just. To break the ice with some people, and uh, you'll, you'll you might meet some really good people, or you might not. It might be all really awful, but just go in there knowing that, and it'll get better. I think. Yeah, I kind of want to uh, leave after uh, an hour. <laughs> That's what I usually do. I put like a little uh, time limit on yeah. events I don't really want to be at. <laughs> I even thought about maybe scheduling uh, one of these blaze and ride backstages for you know scheduling it for this Thursday so that I could have an easy out. But then I, I rethought that and I thought, well, it's, you know, what if I am having a good time? Uh, so, right. So, well, if yeah. you need to, if you, if you need to get out of there, I'll be available Thursday evening to do a Blazing Rod backstage part two. Uh, really? Week, so. Really? Yeah, I'll be around. Really? I'm, I'm around. Well, my friend, that sounds very tempting. It, it, yeah, it, it's uh, it's out there. We if we need to, uh, we need to bring it to the people. So yes. you know, the people need it. Yes. Yes. That's really what all the protests were about in New York. They yes. wanted to our show to go to two nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that something? Thousands of people showed. Thousands more people showed up. To march in the streets for us, then listen to the show, ever. <laughs> yeah, amazing that we got we garnered that type of support for you know out of nowhere. I don't know where these people came from. <laughs> That's right. Get it, Garner? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, John Weeks. I, I went there. I went there. For rest in peace. Uh, but we, 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 but they were out there for us, though. I think they were out there in solidarity with Garner <laughs> and, uh, and Brown and for Weeks and Holmes, too. So. <laughs> You're going to hell for that one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Tom Fogarty said another irreverent evening with the mains, and you really lived up to that. <laughs> Apologies all around. Apologies. Uh, any idea what's going on with that dog who lives by herself, Mousy? <laughs> You're right about that one, Tommy boy. <laughs> no, 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 not yet. Not yet. reported to me. She's alive as well. She's coming out with a song, as I as I said before, with 50 Cent and uh, uh, Martha Stewart, and it's, it's, it's amazing. I've already heard it. Uh, but uh-huh. uh, we're, we're gonna listen to that song next next week. I promise you. I okay. promise you next week or the week after or the week after that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> yeah, because didn't you promise like last week we would have Mousy, and then we didn't have I a did, show? I, I did. So you had a whole I extra did. week. I, I don't, I've been very bad with the, uh, the whole Mousy updates. It's just uh, she 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 tells me not to tell you right away. So uh, I got I got to honor her request as her attorney. So. <laughs> I didn't know you were licensed to practice in uh, wherever Martha Stewart took her. <laughs> yes, I, I am, and uh, you know I took animal law in, in Yukon. It was really oh, that's right. quite eye-opening. And after that, I, I tried representing the rights of all animals around the world, <laughs> including Mousy. <laughs> and uh, you, you know your your uh, Arctic monkey speech was so amazing. I thought you were going to end that with. And that's my favorite scene, and she's in my mind with my divine thing. <laughs> but since you did not, what is your favorite scene in the movie where Amanda Bynes played a girl who wound up dressing as a guy, and I think her name was Viola, and then she was really into this dude, uh, Orsino, which is a fucking stupid name for a modern uh, movie, but it's because it's based on uh, a Twelfth Night, and Orsino begins Twelfth Night. The very first line of Twelfth Night is, if music be the food of love, play on. That is the first line in Twelfth Night. If music be the food of love, play on. And then there's a clown named Festy, and then you have Viola and Sebastian are the two twins who get, they get uh, uh, separated at shipwreck, and then... uh, Viola winds up uh, pretending that she's Sebastian, and the um, the the woman who she is like her uh, her assistant or or her messenger, um, her name is uh, uh, Olivia, and Olivia um, falls in love with who she thinks is Sebastian, but she's really uh, Viola. So Olivia thinks that she's falling in love with a a boy, but she's really falling in love with a girl. And then at the end of it, Sebastian actually is the one who winds up like, oh, yeah, okay, so I have the boy version, the real boy version here. I may as well marry him. You know, it's, it's very odd. Like, she didn't even take the time to get to know this boy or not, but it's the twin brother. Um, and I know that you have Sir Toby Bell and Sir Andrew Eggucheek are kind of uh, oh a long clown there, the, uh, the comic relief. So Toby Belch is married to Mariah, and Mariah is Olivia's mother, I believe. And Olivia is, is, is in mourning. And so that's why she's always dressed in black with a black veil over her face. And, uh, and she has, like, white face on. I mean, she's usually white with white face on. And um, and so Toby Belch and Andrew Eggucheek, they pulled this whole prank on Malvolio. Uh, now, Malvolio is, he's really uh, a servant to uh, Olivia. And he winds up getting a letter, but the letter was really penned by Mariah because Mariah's handwriting looks exactly like Olivia's handwriting. So she forged the letter to Malvolio saying, if you wear cross garter socks of the uh, stocking of yellow and all this shit, um, uh, if you do that, then I will fall in love with you. And so Malvolio 
thinks that uh, Olivia is in love with him, and Sir Andrew and Mariah and uh, Toby want to play a, a trick on um, Malvolio because he's kind of like a, a real pompous kind of jerk. And so they they play this trick on him where he shows up cross guarded and stockings and stuff, and uh, and she's she's like. Oh, and and she's in the letter. They said to say stuff like, uh, uh, "Some men achieve greatness, some are born great, and some have greatness thrust upon them." And he's saying all these these things to Olivia as if she would have any fucking clue what the hell he's talking about. She doesn't know, um, and because obviously she didn't write the letter. And then Malvolio, for some reason, winds up locked up in a cage for a really long time. I don't remember why. Maybe they thought he needed to go to the loony bin because he was doing all these crazy things um, in order to get uh, uh, Olivia's love. Now, uh, by the end of the show, uh, Olivia marries uh, uh, Viola, right? No. Orsino marries Viola. Orsino marries Viola, and uh, Olivia marries Sebastian, and um, uh, yeah, because Orsino and Olivia kind of are are counterparts in somewhat of royalty. Orsino is the king, and Olivia is like some sort of uh, important person uh, within a castle or whatever. I don't know what the hell she is, but maybe she's a a, a dukess, duchess, dukess, uh, and but he's a duke. Duke, that's what he is. Duke Orsino. Uh, and by the end of the show, as with all Shakespearean comedies, everybody gets married. In the tragedies, everybody dies. And in most of the histories, people die. At the end of all the comedies, everyone gets married. Same thing happens in A Midsummer Night's Dream. And in A Midsummer Night's Dream, what happens is that Lysander and Hermia and Helena and uh, Demetrius, they all get married. So in the same vein, in Twelfth Night, uh, you have... Uh, 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 I keep wanting to say Petruchio, but that's Taming of the Shrew, where you have Petruchio and Kate get married by the end of it. But in this case, you have uh, Viola marries Orsino. Now, Orsino thought that Viola was a boy, but she's a girl. And then Olivia thought Sebastian was a, bo- was a boy, but she's a girl, or the other way around. I can't, I can't keep up. But they, okay, so Orsino marries a Viola, and Olivia marries Sebastian, and everybody lives happily ever after. The clown, Festy, plays a song, and then the show uh, comes to an end. And uh, what I want to know is, is what's your favorite scene? And she's a man man with a man to bang man. Then why did you just say so, damn it? <laughs> Good I, got, I must say, then, what you say? Is probably greater than ninety nine percent of the movie plots out there right now. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Shakespeare—he was a genius. <laughs> That's right. That was amazing. It's, I can't even follow up after that. That's yes, ridiculous. You can. Yes, you can. So, yes. Okay. Well, my favorite scene is <laughs> she's the main main teacher, Linda Bay's main. Yeah. It's actually a collection of quotes from uh, a young man who ran for president recently. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Amanda Bynes just flew it out of the park with these quotes, first of all. Oh, not only are they funny, but they're ridiculous. Okay. 
and they're all different celebrities. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to imitate the voice, but I'm not the actor that Amanda Bynes is. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try, all right? Okay. <laughs> okay. This first quote is uh, the, the young lad O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. This is probably the least innocent person I've ever seen. On uh, Kevin Federline, as husband of Britney Spears, you know when somebody likes you, you say, "Hey, so I totally changed my mind. I think I like Kevin Federline. I think he's fantastic." <laughs> <laughs> On former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, Condoleezza Rice, who is a lovely woman, but she never makes a deal. She doesn't make deals. She waves. She gets off the plane. She waves some more. She sits down with some dictator at a 45-degree angle. They do the camera shot. She waves again. She gets back on the plane. She waves. No deal ever happens. (laughs) I'm the cat of the view. (laughs) Barbara Walters is a person that I know very well. I mean, (laughs) she picked me last year as one of the top ten people of whatever it's called. So it's not like I dislike Barbara, but I'm disappointed in Barbara. And I don't even know Joy Bayar. I just think she has no talent whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) And Elizabeth Hasselbeck is not, as I've said, she's not the brightest light on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) On Rosie O'Donnell, she went to my wedding. She has lots and lots of cakes. And I'll tell you what. She is a terrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, on God. Uh, I love God. I believe in God. Much more important question. And number two, real estate is good, but all over depending on if you know the location. <laughs> What's good? <laughs> I love God. I believe in God. Much, it, it, But a much more important question. Real estate is the most important, and it's good all over, depending on if you know the location. <laughs> Real estate? Real estate, yeah. Listen, I had no clue who you're talking about, about two-thirds of that, and I was like, I was like, I cannot imagine President Obama saying any of this. I can't even, I can maybe imagine Mitt Romney saying half of it. Uh, and then I was like, is this John McCain? Did he say young man is a a joke? And then finally, at some point, I think maybe when you said the cast of The View, I go, oh, <laughs> Donald Trump. That's right. That's right. Yes. I was struggling. I love his quote about Rose. Terrible quote. <laughs> terrible thing to say. Is that <laughs> real? Like he actually that's said that that way? That's real. The quote. The quote on Rosie is, is is actually uh, she went to my wedding. She had lots and lots of cake, and I'll tell you what, she's a terrible human being. They those two do not like each other, but Rosie gets in a lot of fights on that show. She does, but it makes no sense. If he doesn't like Rosie, why did he invite her to his wedding? It makes no sense. Well, I thought maybe she 
And maybe she went to his wedding a long time ago, like to Marla Maples or something? No? Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's by far my favorite scene, and she's the main face. She's the main <laughs> And he's just looking at, well, she's having a lot of cake. What an awful human being. Awful human being. Huge. She's huge. All the cake. A Joy Behar. She has no talent whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, like, that's that's so mean and not true. <laughs> I, you know, I, I agree, but he just says whatever he wants to say. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but what's your favorite scene? She's a man with a great face. Well, I don't know if I can top that, but I'll try. I'm sure you can. I don't know, because I haven't even prepared for this one yet. So, uh, my favorite... I don't even know what the hell I'm about to say. Who I don't even know if it's fucking funny. Uh, but my favorite scene, and she's a man made featuring Magda Bynes, Magda Bynes, is from uh uh is from she's the main colon precious based on the novel <laughs> by sapphire and <laughs> Amanda Baines plays uh a, a Ben Affleck's character Holden and and this is what she says to the the lesbian with whom she's in love. I love you. And not in a friendly way, although I think we're great friends. And not in a misplaced affection puppy dog way, although I'm sure that's what you'll call it. And it's not because you're unattainable. I love you. Very simple, very truly. You're the epitome of every attribute and quality I've ever looked for in another person. I know you think of me as just a friend, and crossing that line is the furthest thing from an option you'd ever consider. But I had to say it. I, I can't take this anymore. I can't stand next to you without wanting to hold you. I can't look into your eyes and, uh, and without feeling that, lo- that longing you only read about in trashy romance novels. I can't talk to you without wanting to express my love for everything you are. I know this will probably queer our friendship. No pun intended. But I had to say it. Because I've never felt like this before. And I like who I am because of it. And if bringing to light means we can't hang out anymore, then that hurts me. But I couldn't allow another day to go by without getting it out there, regardless of the outcome. Which, by the look on your face, is to be the inevitable shootdown. And I'll accept that. But I know some part of you is hesitating for a moment. And if there's a moment of hesitation, that means you feel something, too. All I ask is that you do not dismiss that, at least for ten seconds, and try to dwell in it. Alyssa, there isn't another soul on this fucking planet who's ever made me half the person I am when I'm with you, and I would risk this friendship for the chance to take it to the next plateau, because it's there between you and me. You can't deny that. And even if we never speak again after tonight, please know that I'm forever changed because of who you are and what you've meant to me, which 
while I do appreciate it, I'd never need a painting of birds bought at a diner to remind me of. And that's my favorite scene and she's a man with a man. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I got lost in that scene. That's ridiculous. What, what the hell did you do to me? Oh, jeez. I was... Yeah, I got lost. I, Seriously, I, I don't... You know, maybe I'm... Maybe I had a, a slight stroke, but I... That's, <laughs> I wow, I got... We got really into that scene. Ridiculous. Oh. Oh, I yeah, I I uh, I didn't I wasn't expecting that, but that uh uh you, you know what I you know the thing That's is never that never happened like, to me before. That's very strange. Like ever in life? Uh, no, yeah, I think I've never been that kind of uh, attentive to something else. I got I was like falling down a cliff into a, another dimension. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, was, it was odd. It was, it was a yeah. very fine job. I don't you know. Wow. Well, he, here's here's the reason that I got lost in that was because um, a lot of the things that Ben Affleck, I mean Amanda Bynes, is saying <laughs> to Joey Lord Adams' character in Chasing Amy uh, in that particular monologue is the same shit that I said to Bryce in L.A. Like when I told him that I had, you know, feelings for him. And it's like, right. so... So, you know, everything that I said, um, you know, was, was, you know, I I made that up at the time. I wasn't stealing uh, movie quotes, but this is like a lot of it is uh, parallel to to the things that that I was saying. And it's uh, the difference being that he was a a straight man in love with a lesbian. And then I was a, 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 a dabbler of a man. In love with a uh, straight man, so. Uh, it, but yeah, man, that that fucking like 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 that's I got kind of emotional towards the end because all that shit was coming back to me. Yeah, that was no kidding. That was raw. That was. Uh, oh, but it's gonna take a couple hours to get over that one. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Kevin Smith, man, who would have thought that he would he would have the one that would break you down? Yeah, you're right. And combined with your your acting, wow, that was just. Uh, uh, that was phenomenal. That was the best one yet, I think. <laughs> we used to say in uh, like drama class, uh, "Oh, she has a lot of stuff for that." You know, if if you had a lot of like emotional attachment to something or a lot of uh, similarities in your life to whatever the character was going through. So I was like, like in the middle of that, I was like, "Wait a second, I got a lot of stuff for this right now." Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, that yeah, was that an was... intense speech. That's an intense one. That was intense. That, that that stuff makes all the difference, really. Oh my gosh! It was like uh, you know, I thought it was, uh, you know, just it just roped me in. It was insane. I got lost in the words, uh, and you're you're wow. You just pulled me in there. I totally forgot about you, all your Trumpisms uh, for a yeah, second. Yeah, I, I forgot I even did anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot. I forgot to, I even existed for a second. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and you'll find a monster at the end of that path or whatever that quote is. That, what yeah, was, that's a good quote. What was that quote? What was that quote? Monster at the end of a driveway or something? Oh, God. Yeah, I, I forget. I remember yeah. all that hate and all that pain or something like that. I forget. It was really... What do you, you think do of... Well. Uh, you do, you do, you do Matane very well. I 
I do not. Uh, uh, but thank you. But other people do far better. Like uh, like uh, Matt Damon does a really good McConaughey. Uh, uh, and uh, Jim Carrey. Did you see Jim Carrey doing McConaughey on uh, SNL? No, I have not. I have not seen his uh, McConaughey. It's so funny because you know how McConaughey recently did those Lincoln commercials? Yeah. Yeah. So Jim Carrey, they do like, you know, they do commercial parodies on SNL and they show Jim Carrey as Matthew McConaughey uh, in a in a Lincoln driving. And he's like <laughs> saying stuff like, I'm just trying to think of what I'm going to do uh, after I get done rolling up this booger. Uh, and then at some point he goes, and then I had to t- take a step back, like going from winning an Oscar to doing a car commercial. <laughs> it was quite brilliant. Oh, he, he's good, yeah. But that, not, that, that doesn't even compare to what you just did. Ridiculous. <laughs> did you see Dumb and Dumber 2? I have not. I, I want to see it. I want to contribute to uh, you know, Dumb and Dumber 2. I, I want to see it. You want to pay tribute to it? Yeah, it's a phenomenal uh, film. That's you know I have to do the second one, but I want I just love the first one. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, and what about Dumb and Dumber? Did you ever see that one? No, I haven't. That actor reminds me of Matt Damon. That, that wasn't Matt Damon in it, though, right? No, the one the who played Jim Carrey's part, Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. No, not Matt Damon. No, <laughs> uh, he's probably about half Matt Damon's age. Um. <laughs> Did you see Interstellar? I did not. No, I, was, I, I saw Exodus this weekend. That's what I, I saw that. Oh, that looks terrible. How is that? It was. It was like really lackluster. I was really surprised. I thought I was expecting like epicness and you know it's, it's uh, really Scott. So I thought it was gonna be like gladiator esque. It was. It was yeah. like gladiator, but with all the excitement. Without yeah. all the excitement. It was, <laughs> It was like, you know, it was kind of boring, actually. It sounded like you were complaining about excitement. It was like Gladiator, but with all the excitement. Like, who was that? <laughs> Bale was kind of, you know, flat in it, you know. Who? Uh, Bale. Uh, Christian Bale. Oh, I thought you meant Scott Bale. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, what are you he, doing in there? You might. He may have been better at it, actually. Oh, he definitely would have been better. <laughs> you know, Christian Bale is good in a lot of things, but Scott Bale will always beat him out. <laughs> Did you hear uh, Michael Keaton, I guess, was interviewed, and some guy was like, uh, do you ever get jealous when uh, you know you see Christian Bale as Batman? And Michael Keaton goes, no. And the guy goes, why not? And Keaton goes, because I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm very secure in that. He also, when he when he was like, uh, when he he was like asked about doing Birdman, he was like, so this is kind of autobiographical, and he goes, oh sure, and the reporter goes, so why why did why didn't you do the um, the third Batman? And Michael Keaton goes, it sucked, and the guy goes, really? And Michael Keaton goes, I mean, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> what do you think about all that? Uh, you know, you got to love Michael Keaton. First of all, he made the right choice with avoiding yeah. those uh, future Batman. Secondly, I always liked Michael Keaton. He was always, to me, like, uh, 
you know, like the badass version of Tom Hanks. Yeah. I, I don't know what what that means. If that means anything, but I know exactly it, what it, you mean. I agree. Uh, I, you know, and this is where we have a connection. We were able to understand each other. He was in a lot of those like crime movies where yeah. he played like a cop that was kind of like on the line of crossing into being corrupt, but he never made that that decision. So he was always kind of a good cop. But and I always loved those movies for some reason because it was more gritty. It was more down to earth. And I, I forget a lot of the titles of those movies, but he was always like this this cop that chose to do the right thing and you know fought crime and and. And he wasn't like this big badass, like you know, um, like Sylvester Stallone or or Schwarzenegger. He always kind of used his wit, and he kind of used his uh, you know hardworking mentality. He was like the hardworking kind of working class Tom Tom Hanks to me. But um, I, I like him. I think he's down to earth, and I think he's funny as hell. So, have you seen Birdman, man? No, I have not seen Birdman, man. But I've heard uh, critically acclaimed. I heard it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's very good. You, It's not the kind of movie that you want to go to to relax, though. It's very, you're tense the entire time. It's a very claustrophobic movie. It's all shot in one shot, and it's and the music and the drums, and it's, it's very, it makes you tense. So if you want to relax, don't go to Birdman. You might think, oh, this Michael Keaton indie kind of film would be a relaxing, hell no, it is more tense. It'll make you more tense than any action movie out there. Okay, I'm gonna to have to definitely check it out. It, it sounds even more uh, tempting to see. Actually, yeah, I want yeah, to see it. You're a masochist. Yes, um, but <laughs> right. I can think of no better way of ending the show uh, than by saying, "If it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz." Hit the brakes, Florence, and cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucking cunt? You're going to dress her up? Yeah. Put her in a Batman suit? Yeah. Put her in the freezer? Let yeah. her nipples get hard, just like Val Kilmer's in the third <laughs> Batman. Yeah. And have her say, I'm Batman. And she's actually a female. I'm Batman. Batman? Batman. Bat part female. Bash male. Batch male. Are the villains female as well? Yes. <laughs> so it's like cat, cat main, cat shaman. Cat, cat shaman. Cat shaman. Cat What's Two Face's name? your homework for next time to think of two faces shamali name okay i definitely will i'll work on that one and and mousy's song oh well that's already done you guys that don't know what's gonna hit you it's gonna really knock it out of the waiting. park this time yes all the fans are waiting okay um, um, um good night weeks good night everybody good night, everybody